Hey, Seattle hockey fans. Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. We are, of course, going to talk about what's cracking news in our organization, news around the NHL, but also news in Pacific Northwest sports. All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, 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 what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Erica L. Ayala, I am your host, of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We're going to go over some of those odds uh, in a, another sport that you might be interested in as we are in the summer months. But as promised, we're going to get into what's Kraken, the Seattle Kraken. Um, made some news or made some moves, I should say, that made some news. We talked about that. Andre Borokovsky, we got Shane Wright to an entry-level deal. We talked about all of that. We had our Firebirds conversation on Friday with Jessica Campbell and talked about some of their moves. But um, a few other things that I want to talk about, including uh, you might remember last week we talked about my guy, Uh, my guy, uh, Ryan Donato and arbitration. And we heard from Ron Francis. If you haven't seen that media availability, check it out on the channel. You can listen to his full comments, but essentially that the Seattle Kraken didn't want to go into arbitration with Ryan Donato. That's part of the reason that they did not make him a qualifying offer. So it's not that he can't come back, but he would have to, uh, you know, go through, he's a free agent now. Anyway, all of that to say, we're going to take you over to, whoops, we're going to take you over to um, Kraken season. I I talk about this uh, account on Instagram a lot, but RFA Morgan Geeky filed for salary arbitration. So the NHL put out a list of, um, of players that are going through that hearing process that we talked a little bit about with regard to Ryan Donato and Morgan Geeky is going to be one of those players that is going to go through salary arbitration. It's something that he has in his contract. He has the right to do that given any offer that he was made or essentially salary that he wants and expects while the Seattle Kraken have first dibs, if you will, on signing a contract. If this arbitration doesn't work out or, a deal can't be made, then we'll see where Geeky goes. This is interesting to me. Me personally, I, um, I, I could go with or without Morgan Geeky. Um, so we'll see what happens. I think that even with some of the moves that we made, looking at some of the contracts that we have for forwards, uh, we have a lot more centermen in pool than I thought we would grab and take. Gigi's not one of them, but I'm just speaking more generally speaking. Um, 
I think there's a need that Gigi doesn't necessarily fill. I think the Seattle Kraken still have a lot of work to do defensively. I think we saw them make moves in goaltending, but mostly young talent. So, or, you know, limited contracts. I think that's more of a band-aid than a long-term solution. But some of that I think speaks to perhaps giving Drieger the benefit of the doubt, seeing if he can come back from this injury and, you know, we have him on contract. So anyway, I think there's still some moves to be made. Another report that I wanted to go to, and this is coming from Elliot Friedman, but I'm going to take you once again to uh, Kraken season. And I've been hearing this a lot this being that Shane Wright has an attitude problem. Of course, we know the glare. And uh, if you if you kind of follow the timeline, at least as I recall, it was Ron Francis that cleaned up that whole glare. He was looking at Montreal and then Shane Wright followed suit. I don't know that I necessarily buy that he wasn't staring at the table. I'm not sure that we can prove definitively that he was. Of course, He's going to say that he wasn't. We have an attitude problem. I mean, I, I've been kind of telling you, right? If you listen to the show, first of all, if you're a longtime listener, listener to the show, thank you. But you know that right before the draft, I kept uh, on whether it was on Fubo or whether I was on traditional TV. This movie, Draft Day, starring Kevin Costner, was cut in. There was this presumptive number one pick. Everyone knew he was going one, solid player. And all of a sudden he starts dropping and that's what happened with Shane Wright. I'm not surprised to hear that some folks said it might be an attitude. Am I mad that the Seattle Kraken took him? Listen, um, how do I want to phrase this? There have been very egregious things that athletes in the national hockey league have been associated with. Um, and some uh, that have been uh, proven to be involved in certain things that I find much more egregious than being late uh, or having an attitude, generally speaking. If you catch me on any given moment in any given day, I probably have an attitude. Does that make me a bad person? I don't think so. It makes me irritable in whatever snapshot moment that you caught me. And I, I am not, I don't want to make excuses for the kid. I don't know the guy. Um, I can't speak to his character. I do know that the Seattle Kraken though have prioritized character. So if this guy does have an attitude problem, I'm very curious to see how the Seattle Kraken flip. If it's just being something that's overblown, I mean, as far as I know, he hasn't violated the privacy of someone that he was intimate with. He hasn't, uh, you know, had a gambling problem, et cetera, et cetera. He has not been involved in any sexual assault charges. These are all things that unfortunately are very common in hockey. And yet we still see players and coaches remain and sometimes even get promoted. So it's a little bit difficult for me to get really worked up about him having an attitude problem when hockey has a lot of other problems other than bad attitudes that they should handle, such as blatant racism or sexism or, again, sexual assault. So I don't, again, I really don't want to make this sound like I'm making excuses for the kid. I can't vouch for him. I don't know the guy. Never spoke to him. Can't can't vouch for the guy. So I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that? I don't know him. If you got an attitude problem, well, here's hoping there's someone on the Seattle Kraken that can fix it. Got 
drop down a few pegs, but the Seattle Kraken obviously want him. So now the franchise, if he does have a problem, if this is something that's a problem, they're going to have to figure out how to balance it. Because they say they're good people, that's what they want, and they've been building their blue-collar team. But if this is their blue chip, how are they going to handle that with a young kid? All I know is he better come correct, and by that I mean scoring, assisting, and setting us up to win games. Because we got to be at 500 or better, folks. That's all I know. And so they're going to have to figure out how to handle that if this indeed is a problem, but all things considered – I'm not getting worked up about it. All right, coming up uh, next on Locked on Kraken, let's take you to some of that hockey news, what's happening in the NHL, which of course could impact the Seattle Kraken as we figure out who are some of the restricted free agents available, who are some of the unrestricted free agents available. And then I want to take you to Seattle sports news, some very interesting developments. We're going to take you over to our friends over at Locked on Mariners in particular. But right now, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. You can find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including, of course, Major League Baseball. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. It's your continued source, Bet Online, that is, for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. So head to the website. Today, you can use your mobile device, your tablet, your laptop, your desktop, whatever you got, and learn more about the trends and action in your favorite sports or about your favorite sports folk that online where the game starts. So before we get into what's happening in hockey news, I want to take you to Ty Nelson. He's our guy, so we're going to continue on with uh, some some Kraken news here, but uh, our guy... He is um, our 68th overall pick in the. All right. So we talked about bet online. I'm going to go over some MLB odds for bet online. I'll show you that real quick. But uh, as we before to the hockey news in the NHL, I also want to take you to Ty Nelson. So you can watch this full availability over at our YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe so that anytime we have media availability and we put those videos up, if we have some breaking news, we'll put some videos up. And of course, whenever we have a new episode, you will get notified. Uh, So not only subscribe, but hit that little bell so that you know when we have a new video. But uh, I want to take you to our 68th overall pick, Ty Nelson. Uh, We're going to hear from him in media availability, and then we'll come back because he did some, uh, some content for the social team as well. No, it's fantastic. I mean, especially coming in as a new guy, having all the OHL guys like Shane, Dave, uh, Tucker, all those boys, it makes it a lot easier during the week. Uh, that, you know, it just makes the week a lot simpler. And then especially knowing those guys for a while, it's it's a lot more fun to have your buddies around. Uh, I mean, it's a lot. Uh, I'm trying my best to just kind of every night just taking a breath and, you know, saying a, a thank you to my mom, my dad, my sister for everything they did. And then uh, thank you to the man upstairs because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am. It's, it's amazing. I mean, you know what? Uh, we were sitting there during the draft trying to watch uh, my buddy Dominic DiVincentis, and then I seen Seattle was uh, picking, and then, 
you know what, there's a couple North Bay guys that were still available to get drafted, so I was praying one of them were going to be, and then so happy for Jocko. I mean, you know what, he, he had a fantastic year this year. He dealt with a little bit of injuries, but came back even stronger, and he's a better player and human, uh, human being, and I'm super excited and super grateful he's here with me. It's fantastic. I mean, like, for myself at North Bay, we try and do a, a pro-like, we try, sorry, we try and resemble a pro-like uh, structure, and this is exactly what it is. And coming from here to North Bay, the systems are almost pretty much the same. We went through some video and stuff yesterday, and just seeing how structured and every guy knows where each other is going to be on the ice, it's, it's uh, amazing to see. What was your toughest drill? Uh, out there? I mean, you know what? I don't think I don't count them as tough, but they're just all fun, and it just gets rated on the fun meter. So, yeah, they're they're all great. Oh, it's it's outstanding. I mean, uh, first time ever coming to Seattle, and it, it's sick. I mean, we haven't really toured the city that much yet, but um, just from what I've seen, everything's fantastic. The facility, it's brand new, top of the uh, state of the line stuff. Like it's you can't couldn't ask for anything better. And then even just seeing like how much the city supports the teams, it's it's astronomical I mean just watching the Jays and Mariners game like the Jays and the Mariners fans at each other's throats all game like it's it's fantastic and then coming out to practices I mean you just see how the stands are packed and it's great I mean you just see how much the city loves their sports teams here Who were you cheering for? Yeah, uh, <laughs> a little bit of both a little bit of both yeah uh it's pretty pretty familiar uh me and Shaner we've we've played together and played against each other since we were five or six Hey, buddy. Uh, uh, yeah, and you know what? He, he's a great player. Uh, you never know if he's going to make a pass back door, if he's going to dangle it, or he's going to rip it top corner, and he could do all of those. And he's a fantastic two-way forward as well. So I'm super grateful that he's on my team, and I'm super happy because we've been great buddies ever since we were that little. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm trying to meet everybody. I think that's a big experience, and that's something that they're preaching is to try and meet everybody because – you know what, hopefully going on, going on in the next couple of years, you'll be playing with them. So that's a big thing. And you know what, I've met a couple of guys and I'm looking forward to continue meeting everybody. So just an excited kid. Uh, there's a great article up on the Seattle Times. Check the show notes. I'll have the link there. What he thanks his family, including his sister. I love a young guy that can respect and honor the women in his life. He talked about his faith. He talked about, of course, the OHL, et cetera, et cetera. But he also, on the social meets, as I like to say, talked about um, what it was like to be in camp. So let's take you to the lovely reporting by Ty Nelson himself. Hey, guys. Ty Nelson here. Uh, today we're going to be going around the room with the mini mic. What guys' favorite parts of dev camp were. Mine was... Just meeting everybody, meeting all the guys and the coaching staff. It's been a fantastic week. Vince White, then I know came back from Dallas to meet Derek Blue and Nelly's team here. So um, sorry about that one, bud, but that's probably uh, probably best part of camp for sure. It's, yeah, whatever. Hey guys, we're here with Macker and Letty. They're gonna be telling us their favorite part about Dev Camp. Uh, definitely a three-on-three tournament. Uh, team Dark Blue is a wagon. Came up just short in the finals, but it was a great experience. Letty. Yeah, I'm with them. Uh, three-on-three camp. Uh, we're on the same team. The wagon, as we called it, but came up short in finals. But yeah, other than that, it was the best part. It's okay, roll blue. Okay, we're here with Goisy, and he's going to be telling us about his favorite part of Dev Camp. Little hint: we all know it's not the Space Needle. Yeah, no, definitely not. But um, I, I'd say my favorite part was uh, the baseball game. Just going out there with with all the boys and seeing all the fans there was uh, pretty fun. Fantastic, guys. We're here with Moosey, and he's going to be telling us about his favorite part about Dev Camp. My favorite part about Dev Camp, uh, 
Serena's so scrimmage was pretty fun. The boys had a great time. They ended up getting the championship win, but I think that was my highlight of the uh, tournament. We have a lot of the same answers. Very repetitive. I'm here with the best roommate, JJ Janky, and he's going to be telling us his favorite part about Dev Camp. Yeah, you know, um, outside of uh, the three on three tournament, because everyone's saying that, I got to go with uh, rooming with my buddy here, Nelly. Uh, we had a great time in the room and um, shared a lot of great memories throughout the week. Love that guy. So there you have it. I love that we get to see a little personality here, uh, as they mentioned, given kind of the same answers, but that's okay. We still love you. We still love you. Okay. So now let's get to some of this NHL news. So I want to take you over to um, some of the top restricted free agents, RFAs. And so we've been talking about RFAs here because we have some RFAs that we got to figure out. I mean, we talked about Morgan Geeky, but who else is available? Jesper Bratt from the Devils, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois from the Winnipeg Jets, Capo Caco from the Rangers, Patrick Liney, Line, Mangiapani, Robertson from the Stars, Matthew Kachuk is a big one, Pavel Zaka. Now, this is where I think I'm a little bit more focused on defense. Uh, Noah Dobson, only RFA available. And then there's also some goalies as well. Um, but now let's also take a look at who are some of um, the unrestricted free agents, the UFAs. So um, this is important. These players you can sign at any particular time. They're not waiting on a qualifying offer. You know, no team has first dibs, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know that the Seattle Kraken are going to land any of these guys, but we're going to go over it because it's good to know. It's good to be in the know. Big one here, uh, speaking of <laughs> the hockey Needs to get his life together. Uh, Nazem Kadri is here. Now, I've heard that he's kind of waiting for teams. He's got about three teams, including the Avalanche, that he's waiting to clear up some uh, cap space. So that's another thing that we're seeing here. Patrice Bergeron, the hot dog eating Phil Kessel. Of course, uh, if we had a connection to Amanda Kessel, I'd be okay with that. Uh, but again, defensemen is kind of where what I'm focused on. Klingberg with Dallas, P.K. Subban, having a kind of interesting ride to what potentially might be the end, you know, or the the, the last few years of his, uh, of his career. I don't know, just never quite made anything of his opportunity or his time, I should say, in New Jersey. So we'll see what happens there. Braden Holtby. Now, ah, again, I don't know what we're, going to do long term with goalies I think it's right now looking like the Seattle Kraken want to have a band-aid fix to not having Drieger um, they're going to it looks like put their faith in Philip Grubauer again so on the whole I'm not mad about it I'm just curious to see how it's all going to play out so wanted to give you some hockey news now you know what's going around coming up next on locked on kraken we're actually going to talk a little bit about the seattle mariners and um you know some of the magic that they're bringing to the emerald city also ol rain had a very um important i guess um addition to their roster made her debut with the OL Reign veteran 
of the National Women's Soccer League and, of course, the national team as well. We'll talk about that coming up on Locked on Kraken. So if you happen to be a Seattle Kraken fan, maybe you follow other Seattle sports, but uh, Tobin Heath was signed by the Oil Reign. I might have talked about that or it might have gotten it might have been talked about on one of those lost episodes. Ugh, hate when that happens. But thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala, and I want to talk about the OL Reign. Tobin Heath made her debut for the OL Reign. Tobin Heath. Heath has been with the National Team Olympian, World Cup champion, all of the things, was playing overseas and returned to the National Women's Soccer League, made her debut with the OL Reign, only played a handful of minutes as she you know, has been not in regular competition. That was something that head coach Laura Harvey of the OL Reign talked about wanting to work her in. But after the game, Tobin Heath talked about that it was good to get some time, like an on-ramp, but getting in the game felt good, looking toward more minutes. O.L. Reign dropped that game to Kansas City. It was Lola Banta who got a PK, shot on, uh, got the lone goal in the match on a PK. I was actually calling that game. It was a pretty exciting game. I think O.L. Reign is, uh, they have a, a lot of really good pieces, and with Tobin Heath back, We'll see what they're able to do. But I also want to take you to the Seattle Mariners. And first, let's uh, let's go over to the Seattle Mariners from a few days ago, and then I'll keep you updated on this news. Well, all good things must come to an end, but not tonight. This is Teddy Gonzalez, host of Lockdown Mariners podcast. The Mariners have won their 11th game in a row as Chaos Ball continues to be alive and well in the best way possible. This was one of the most 2021 wins the Mariners have had all season as they claw their way back from down 4 nothing and then 5-1 to stun the Texas Rangers by a score of 6-5 to on Thursday night down in Arlington. Thank in large part to a pair of two-run singles by Eugenio Suarez and Ty France and a big night for the bullpen, which shut the Rangers down after a rough start by Marco Gonzalez. But the big thing for the Mariners in this game was they were able to get Martin Perez out of this one and take advantage of a mediocre Rangers bullpen. They score five unanswered runs off of Rangers relievers to get this win and keep the good vibes rolling. We'll be talking about this one on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Mariners. Should be a good one. Be sure to check us out on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you then. So there you have it. Oops. There you have it. The Seattle Mariners um, on now, what is a 14-game winning streak? So you just heard Ty Dan Gonzalez there from Lock on Mariners. If you're not subscribed and listening, check it out. But the Mariners won 6-5 over the Rangers. Then the next game, they won 8-3 over the Rangers. And then 3-2 over the Rangers, sweeping Texas. Um, or excuse me. And then they also beat them 6-2. So that they did indeed sweep Texas. And that 6-2 win yesterday, Sunday, was the 14th game in a row. Now, I was in Seattle. You might remember, for those who've been listening to the pod for a while, but I was in Seattle as the Mariners were making that 2021 push. You heard Ty Dan Gonzalez talking about that. And the magic in Seattle. I was there right at, at the beginning of that last 
win streak. I went with a good friend of mine, went to the game. And it was great because we were there, we were lounging, and the Mariners did win that game. But then right after that game, the city really showed up in a big way. You started seeing tickets, um, you know, be sparse as far as, you know, we rolled up and just got tickets. You couldn't do that towards the end. They didn't quite make the push that they wanted. So what are we looking at? 21, 22 seasons since the Mariners have been in the playoffs. I know the kid, Ken Griffey Jr., is now involved with the Mariners. So I'm wishing you luck, boys, but not in the home run derby. Just mentioned bet online. And so we're going to talk about baseball. I want you to know that we're going to talk about baseball a little bit today. It's one of my favorite sports. You probably know that if you're a longtime listener. But um, as always, thank you for making Locked on Cracking your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala, and we are going to get to the hockey because there is a decent amount of hockey news. But since we talked about Bet Online right now, we've got the Home Run Derby. And if you happen to be a Mariners fan, then you know that uh, the Mariners have someone in the Derby. And so I don't know why it's coming up small here, but um, these are your home run Derby odds. My guy, Pete Alonzo, looking for a three-peat, has pretty nice odds. Let me play it again for you. But then you also have, from the Mariners, Rodriguez uh, and Pulhos. Now, Rodriguez doesn't have the best odds. My guy, I'm just saying, from the Metropolitans, uh, Pete Alonzo uh, looking to defend I'm his going title. with my hometown guy, Pete Alonzo, the polar bear. Let's make some history. He could join, actually, the kid in making a little history as far as most home run derby wins. But we are at the all-star break for the major for Major League Baseball. We're getting ready to ramp up for the NHL. And, of course, you still have the oil rain that will be playing through the fall. So we'll have plenty to talk about in the coming months. I'm your host, Erica Elayala. This is Locked on Kraken. Hold fast. Stay true. Uh, more Ty Nelson mini mic, I think. They need to hire this kid as a reporter. And I'll see you tomorrow.